Welcome to the Travel Wishlist Podcast, where you get the inside scoop on the places you want to explore. We'll talk about destinations all around the world, the different ways to experience travel, and insights that only an expert can give you. Your host, Karen Krugliak, and her husband, Svee, are owners of Fridolum Tours, your personal concierge to worldwide travel. So, what's on your travel wish list? Hi there, world travelers. Welcome to Travel Wishlist. What places do you want to explore? I am Karen Krugliak, owner of Britolum Tours, along with my amazing husband, Svee. And for over 30 years, we have been designing fabulous vacations for our clients. There are so many ways to experience destinations. And today we are going to go all in on luxury and exploring remote parts of the world that few have seen and many, many want to experience. And to take us there, we're honored to have Mark Conroy with us. He is the Managing Director of Silver Sea Cruises. Welcome, Mark. Well, listen, Karen, it's a delight to be here. A great day to, to think of and talk about travel. I am so happy to have you, and I know Silver Sea has been in the marketplace as ultra luxury for so many years. What are the things that make Silver Sea Cruises ultra luxury? Name a few. Well, I think it starts with the fact that the ships, the size of the ships, the ships are good size, but they don't carry lots of people. Our smallest ship carries 100 guests, all in suites, and our largest guest ship only carries 600 guests. So I think, first of all, it's the size. The next is, is the ratio of crew to guest, and our ratio of crew to guest is almost one to one. So you get very personalized service, and because of the few number of people on board, the staff remembers you, remembers your name, remembers uh, what you like and dislike and those sorts of things. I think the third thing is, as you know, our customers don't want to compromise their lifestyle when they go on vacation. And what do, you know, we kind of joke, what do our customers make for dinner? And it's usually reservations. So, That's right. Yes. So we have a, a variety of fine dining. And, and then last but not least, we go to some amazing places. And one of the nice things about having smaller ships is we're able to pull into some of these ports that other ships, particularly very large ships, can't get to. I know that speaking of reservations, you have a wonderful culinary program and it's culinary immersion now and uh, the initials for it is SALT, S-A-L-T. So is I've noticed that that's something you're calling a new program. What is the difference now in the dining on board? Well, this is going to be launched when we launch our new ship next year on Silver Moon, and it's sea and land at the table. So basically what we're trying to do is that when people uh, get on board our ships, one of our restaurants will be focused on the cuisine from the places we visit, which is not an easy thing to do since we visit over 900 places around the world. But the focus will be on uh, authentic local cuisine uh, in this one of our eight restaurants on board the ship. So one of your restaurants would be dedicated to local fare of the country and Right, location. like say for instance we're in India or in Indonesia or we're, we're in Vietnam or in those areas. So we'll, we'll be featuring that and in the Greek islands we'll be uh, offering Greek food and Greek wines to complement them and things like that. So okay. it's really, you know, what happens people, we have lovely dining and we have other dining rooms that, can, that sell with consistent food of whether it's a steakhouse or it's, it's the classic restaurant in the French style or a pizza parlor, but people have always have been asking us, how, how, why don't you give us more of a chance 
to to dine with the food that's in the locale. So, for instance, you know, grilled swordfish and and, and when you're in the Mediterranean is, is an amazing thing. Things like that. So. And I noticed that more and more guests are looking for that cultural immersion. So are your tours on board gearing more to that local kind of immersion when you're in a country? A lot of people like shopping with the chef, for example. You, you, you hit it right on the head. You know, our customers, they want to be travelers, not tourists. They want to get to see the places that the insiders go. They want to go to a restaurant that maybe the tourists don't go to, but locals go to. So we try right. to organize those sorts of things. They love to go shopping. Shopping in small, small bazaars and, and small shopping areas. So they really are trying to that destinational experience. You know, it's kind of like they're trying to, to please both sides of their brain. You know, the one that's for pleasure and the other one that's for education and learning. And they really want to balance. It's it's part of why they travel. You know, we have a, a wonderful video. It's about four minutes long. It was done by this famous photographer, Steve McCurry. And and what it is, it's the name of the video is it's Stay Curious. And it, it really isn't a, it really is not an advertisement. It just talks about about why people travel. And people travel because they're curious about what's happening in the world and because the world's changing so fast. It is changing so fast. And that brings me to a point about exploring the destinations that people are worried are changing too fast. I'm talking about those cold areas of the world, like the Arctic and the Antarctic. And I know Silver Sea has become an expert in those areas, and you're bringing more and more ships there. Yes, we got in the expedition business in 2008 because we have customers that have been everywhere, or they say they've been everywhere. So we were trying to find places that uh, that, that were relevant that they hadn't been to. So we started off in 2008 with our first expedition ship, um, which is um, our Silver Explorer. And then over time, we've expanded. So we do do cruises to the Arctic. We do cruises to Antarctica. Uh, we have a, a wonderful ship in the Galapagos Islands. And we, basically, we, we try to go to, again to places uh, where instead of a tour, it's a zodiac landing and instead of a tour guide you have specialists in the region so when we're on the coast of uh, South America we talk about both the geology and the local culture and and also the, the the indigenous food and those sorts of things so typically on one of our expeditions we'll have a geologist we'll have a, a person who's studied weather all their life we'll have somebody else that's actually probably doing experiments while they're traveling along on ocean temperatures and things like that and then of course there's the animal life uh, obviously penguins down in Antarctica and penguins and, and polar bears up in the north and of course, sea lions and, and whales and all those things in between. It's just a fascinating destination to visit some of these far away places, so unique. Uh, these cold countries are the countries that have all the unique wildlife, like the Galapagos with the blue footed boobies, and perhaps to see polar bears. I mean, you hear of the ice sheets diminishing, and you want to be able to see this spectacular area of the world before the ice is not there. And I know that we we are all concerned with that. Does Silver Sea do things to preserve the environment while you're sailing in those areas? Very, very much so. First of all, like I said, we have an expedition leader and, and the people that are on board Typically, one of the reasons they like working for us is it allows us to give them access to places like the Arctic and Antarctic, where whether they're either studying the ice shelf or they're studying the, the water temperature or they're studying the nutrients in the water. Uh, and then, obviously, we make very careful. We burn light fuels so we don't put off too 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 much in the way of, uh, of sulfur and those sorts of uh, gases. And then on top of that, we have a, a very strict program about how we dispose of things and how we—again, we, our, our goal, and we tell people, particularly when we take them ashore and we take them in South Georgia 
here where there's 10 million penguins. We take them ashore and make sure, number one, they don't get too close to harass the animals. But secondly, we ask them to leave the place better, at least as good, if not better than we got there. So it, it is an amazing experience and people are very conscious today. Uh, we have an expedition leader who's been with us since the beginning and he's been to Antarctica 40 times. And he tells me 40 different expeditions there. And he said, it's never been the same twice. Uh, it, it, it's always something different, the weather, uh, the ice has moved, uh, the number of animals that are there. It's always something different. We had a cruise on December 3rd that down in Antarctica normally this time of year, it's very clear, but early December, we had a snowstorm where the ship had three feet of snow on the top of it, and it was pretty amazing. That does sound amazing. The nature that you get to experience on a cruise like that, it's just fabulous. And speaking about nature, one of the most new, unique places for nature is the Galapagos. And I know that you have a new ship that's going to be going there. Yes, we do. Actually, the Galapagos, is, we've been there for now for eight years, and, it, and it's been a great experience. We have a, The Galapagos is very strict in how they operate it. Actually, the entire Galapagos area is run like a national park for, for part of Ecuador. So all of the guides and things on board are park rangers. And, and actually, the entire staff we have are from Ecuador, many of them from the islands themselves. And, uh, and what we do is tr we try to give, because there's such a diverse uh, area and in the, in there's distances between different islands and different fauna and and flowers on and animals on each of the different islands. We have a northbound itinerary and a southbound itinerary. It's it's kind of amazing because most people have heard of the Galapagos, but they don't really know where it is. And, and it, as, as you know, it's just a little bit off the equator. Uh, it's part of Ecuador. What happens is that we have a wonderful package, particularly uh, from from Miami or New York. It's a it's about a three and a half four hour flight. We land in Quito, a beautiful city that's tall, higher up in the air than uh, Denver, a colonial city where people spend two nights, get acclimated, and then we fly them uh, on a flight uh, out to the Galapagos. They board the ship. The ship never docks, by the way. They board at sea using the Zodiacs in the tenders. And then she does the seven-night tr uh, trip around the islands and then uh, basically come back. Everybody flies back to Guayaquil. They have a full day room, and then they fly home. So they can do that trip in about nine days. And the one thing I'll guarantee is once somebody's done one expedition, they're going to do another one. So the people that go on Antarctica end up going on Galapagos, go on Galapagos, go to the Arctic. So once you get into that travel, you know, kind of the, I would hate to say bucket list because that's not the right word, but once you get into this expedition travel, it becomes very addictive. And it's an experience different than just a cruise. So it's interesting. You have that ultra luxury cruise segment of guests. And then you have this expedition segment where I'm sure you have the luxury on board, but they're experiencing things that are so different and so unique and really immersive as far as nature. That's why we got into this business, because before we got into it, if you wanted to go on an expedition, you probably went on a ship that was almost as old as you were. Uh, really small accommodations, sometimes buck beds, sometimes even the accommodations down the hall. Uh, and, and, and then, you know, have average food, kind of cafeteria food. But it would be still a fascinating experience because of the fact that you got to see these beautiful places and learned about them from these experts. And it really really helped expand your understanding of the destination you visited. So we said to ourselves, why not provide that same destination experience with great expeditions, with the Zodiacs and, and all the things that we do in the hiking and things. But then also when you get back aboard, maybe give you a butler to make sure that your bath water is drawn properly and, and that you're, uh, you, you have your martini the way you want it. So it's, it's roughing it without roughing it, I guess it is. 
It is such a unique way to experience those far-flung regions in the ultra-luxury of Silver Sea Cruises. I want to thank you so much for joining us today, Mark. Mark is the Managing Director of Silver Sea, and I want to thank our listeners. Thank you so much for joining us. Let's keep the conversation going about some interesting places that you have visited, or maybe talk about Silver Sea or cruises in general. We're ready to answer all your questions about about luxury travel, expedition cruising, and the like, reach out to us on our websites, BritAlumTours.com and TravelWishlist.com. Follow us on Twitter, Britalum Tours, and our Facebook page, Britalum Tours, Inc. We would love you to subscribe to this wonderful podcast wherever you stream audio. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts. You can find us on TravelWishlist.com. And remember, Travel Wishlist is your podcast for the inside scoop on worldwide travel. Thank you for joining us. You've been listening to the Travel Wishlist podcast. Please join us every two weeks for the inside scoop on travel with the experts at Brit Olam Tours, your personal concierge to worldwide travel. So what's on your travel wishlist? list?